Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. This is the Market Report for the week commencing the 6th of December. So I'm afraid you've got no Andrew's day, he's off, but I'll have a quick rundown and whip through the week's worth of trading, what we think we've got ahead, but we've had a roller coaster of a week. There's been a phenomenal risk-off moment. The Omicron news, which is bounding around and has been jangling nerves, and we've had a mass exodus from the trade. There's been a lot of selling pressure into the market. This first started seeing the Brent market drops near on, talking $20 a barrel in a very short space in two days' worth of trading. This kicked us into a £5 sell off on London wheat on the Monday and similarly on the Tuesday another fiver so we saw between 10 and 15 come off on the week but you'll be pleased here if you haven't already seen it that we are now back up to where we were within two pound a ton of last week's recording so we are as a spot wheat value around about the 220 pound a ton mark so there was a phenomenal risk off moment but whether it's probably a bit of a trade saying but that dip has been bought and we've been pushed back up again the Omicron risks whether it's too early to say this but it feels like the risks are subsiding and we might be looking at a milder strain and it might end up actually being a positive story for us in the future. Yeah, it's been categorised by a risk-off dump, but are we back to resuming the heady heights again? I don't know. Time will tell. The market did need technical correction and the Omicron story and the energy markets. It was a good excuse to do that. So maybe it's kind of shaken that out and we might see some more grounds for it to be positive in the future. But as Andrew correctly referenced, these are very heady heights, these rallies. And a moment of stepping back and looking and saying, wow, these are still big prices. As a result of the moves and the shifts, we did see quite a bit of selling pressure into the week and farm tonnage was traded, both old and new crop. What little new crop there is available or unsold, people kind of pressed it tighter and committed more. And little bits of new crop business was done as well, just booking into what looked like good values. There's still lots of uncertainty. We're looking at Australian crop and numbers keep rolling around, very informal numbers. There are the problems, quality issues. There was even a conversation about a mutter of sprouted grain and issues and lower proteins with Australian wheat but I think in the background it is still a very big crop so it's going to be interesting to see where the pressure comes on that point. But on the flip side of that, there's also been big lumps of wheat come in for tender. There was a big tender midweek. Yeah, going back to it, the demand is still there. In the background, still got to keep an eye out on. I've seen some slightly worrying curve on US corn purchases from China, which is still a long way behind. So will that demand appear or is it going to be flat going forward? So we've got to be mindful of that on a feed perspective. But it feels like the old trend has been resumed and some of the risks we saw on Monday morning have subsided. So then quickly moving on to rapeseed. Well, I mean, we've seen the 10 to £15 pound knock on the wheat values, but rapeseed's blown it out of the water. I mean, we saw a €45 euro drop completely following the crude oil markets and the sentiment or the fear of lockdowns and the knock-on effect to the biofuel sector. Since the news then came out yesterday, 
snippets the day before the milder strain we did a 20 euro bounce on the wednesday and another 20 euro bounce crudely yesterday which has pretty much got us within a snippet of being back to the previous week's trading similar sort of view there was little bits of business traded there was some fear jangling around looking at the lockdown potential and yeah definitely a risk off mode to that as Andrew pointed out in last week's podcast I do still feel friendly to the market I do think there's still some very good upside potential so one to watch and see similar story on the barleys Andrew's bidding values in last week's podcast of feed barley around the 205 which I've got to say would be the right values for the week ahead on that note hopefully we'll get Andrew back next week see you next week thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours are you an experienced bookkeeper looking for a new opportunity Dew and grain have a full-time position available at their head office in aylsham norfolk if you would like to be considered send your cv to tessa at dewinggrain.co.uk we look forward to hearing from you If you're searching for Christmas gift ideas, then look no further. We're Crush, artisanal makers of yummy stuff in the heart of the Norfolk countryside. From oils to sauces, cereals to teas and chutneys to honeys, we have something for everyone. Our bespoke hampers make a great gift and are perfect for festive feasting. Or your hard-to-buy Aunt Jackie. To shop online, visit us at www.crush-foods.com or find our products in all good independent retailers. Shop local and save food miles with Crush Food. We're back at it. We unfortunately haven't got Andrew this week. He's um, it's about to say having a duvet day. It's a bit unfair. He's slightly under the weather. So we've got the strong team of myself, obviously, Ben. Hello. And Josh. Uh, hello. Good morning. So, Hang on, before we go, we'd better just say, hadn't we, we all were supposed to be in London today. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly, with the rest of the grain trade, talking about what were we going to discuss at the ball scene. It was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be the trade getting together, whinging and kind of, yeah, having a bit of a grumble about what's going on, whether it's like logistics, whether it's haulage. Market volatility. Yeah, kind of rejections, claims, all the sort of the niggly grind that we're getting. So it was either going to go that way or it was going to be a case of, right, let's not talk about any form of grain trade. Let's just talk about the usual who can drink the most. Exactly. Okay. But we're not there. We're here. Canned uh, for the right reasons. It was knocked on the head on Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah, and it obviously was canned for the right reasons. It was a shame because the trade hasn't got together realistically for two years, has it? And it would have been an ideal thing for us all to do. I think my last trade function was the Norfolk dinner. Was that right? Wow, so that was two years ago in January. It's a shame. I was really looking forward to it. It would have been a lot of fun. It is what it is, isn't it? Right, come on then. Let's talk about this week and the market volatility has shocked everyone it's been crazy let's start with wheat ian go on so where do uh, i forget where the futures were were we trading the highs of 240 plus <coughs> i think on the may futures probably yeah i think last thursday was 239 friday it went up because i was off and yeah it got back to 240 and then what did it get to this week i think did we trade 228 227 so we've lost a good 15 16 pounds a ton in very very quick sessions and it's just been thumped but, I mean, our main driver has been Omicron, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Well, at the beginning of the week, there was a new variant. People were encouraged to stay at home. And then yesterday, or Thursday, Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs came out and said that it's much more mild than normal. So there's been a massive recovery. Can I just say I love it when an investment bank tells you that a worldwide virus is more mild than they thought. <laughs> <laughs> but then yesterday, the market rallied seven quid in half a session, didn't it? 
That was a strange move because it didn't really feel fully justified. I mean, you saw the Matif market six or seven up and yeah, we tailed it. But I think the driver, we've discussed this a lot in the office. There are the problems in Australia. You can see kind of the, some of the feed wheat issues, but it feels like we've been led by a milling wheat market, isn't it really? On Wednesday, the sort of reports coming out of Australia was that yields were actually going to be really good. And then all of a sudden yesterday, not only was it considered mild, the Australian crop was back to being fairly poor again. There are issues with it. I heard someone whisper the other day, it could be a potentially 40 million tonne crop. Yeah, I mean, I saw 35, which is still, you know. I think there's several out of 37s. Wow. It's been a huge week. Andrew famously last week gave it the uh, <laughs> sell it all, sell it now. And we were going to go to the ball sort of gloating and puffing chest out. And he's still technically right to the tune of two pound a tonne. He is technically right. And we shouldn't say that, really. But, <laughs> but not to the tune of 15 pound a tonne like he did at one point in time in the week. Yeah. I suppose the other market of note we should also look at. I mean, oil has come down and got low. Oh, yeah. Where are we now? $65? Uh, oh, no, sorry, no, it's getting towards 70 Sorry, but it went to 65 60, Yeah, $65. we have lost $20 a barrel in which a very is, short space of time. Which, again, is another phenomenal move. And, again, that came back from... It was drifting down last week, Omicron hit, and it absolutely mm. tanked. It was a complete risk-off moment, wasn't it? There was a 12% move in a day, which, yeah. for oil's terms, is phenomenal. It's big in any market, really, isn't it? Not to tread on your toes, Ian, but if you look at rapeseed, if you look at Wednesday's low to Thursday's high, there's a 40 euro difference. Yeah, 41 euros. Which is mad. It's not. We've been seeing 20 euro swings in a day. How did you do with that? Not too badly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. One thing I must say, actually, is this week, with these drops, there's been quite a lot of big international demand from Algeria, Saudi Arabia and Tunisia all taking quite big positions. Sorry, Josh is right, because let's not also forget, when we had that massive drop in the market Monday or Tuesday, Egypt came in bought 600,000 tonnes of wheat the mm. most they've ever bought in a tender but I think they're still behind aren't I they? I think they are still behind the curve on what they potentially seasonally would have bought yeah I think lots of people have used this and going back to the Twitter sphere which I know I reference way too much but lots are talking about the bargain buying the dip yeah well I mean Saudi Arabia bought 500,000 tonnes of milling wheat this week Egypt last week said they had enough stock for five months yeah we've heard that before haven't we that we hear that every that. time, don't we? Every time. And I guess the other thing is that Putin put another $2 on the export tax on wheat, didn't he? Took it to 80 This market is absolutely crazy. I can't see it giving up at the moment. The Omicron thing, I think, was the driver of the main part of the sentiment, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. a risk off and maybe, pressing to say it, because it's still quite early, the Christmas mode was creeping in a bit as well. A bit of a risk off, kind of. Oh, I think you're right, Ian. Whether this is a bit of a dead cat bounce moment for a pre-Christmas, kind of, don't know. Hell of a dead cat to bounce £7 yesterday, though. <laughs> Heavy yeah. <laughs> and I think we did actually see yesterday, we were looking for some figures at new crop plantings in the UK, and we all thought that the market would be a lot more wheat planted, because there was more wheat seed sales. But that wasn't a UK analyst though, Josh. No, but still. That's given away what... who it was. I'd agree with you, they had the UK crop sizes unchanged for last year, crudely, didn't they? Really? Yeah, which I personally can't believe. No, it does feel to us that even now we had seen Shubit go out the field, and there's little bits of wheat, maybe I should say being more in but there is still wheat being drilled only up until probably the beginning of this week we've had all that rain and cold weather have people stopped planting more wheat well obviously we did touch on the rapeseed market ian but um... oh it's off to fly i mean all the nerves were jangling wasn't it? it it needed a technical correction we talked about it actually last week i'd like to give myself a bit of credit but i said the one thing that would you're turning into andrew the one thing that would give it a kick in the balls would be the biofuel sector and the sentiment to energies and that's exactly what happened but as quick as a flash in two sessions we did 17 euros yesterday and 20 euros the day before. 
I mean, that does highlight to me the sentiment that there is in the market. It is tight. And so everyone is nervous. We talked about it last week. We talked about La Nina, slightly unnerving things, that La Nina isn't really impacting the South American crop. If anything, it's as good a condition as it could be. Yeah. No, they're looking at some cracking yeah. yields, aren't they? And I think some good Argentinian wheat crops as well, I think, is filtering into the system. Yeah. So it really will just come down to what the Australians can do. We know that... Obviously, they produce a lot of milling wheat. There's a problem with it. Is it going to be a lot of feed wheat? Or will they be able to salvage some of it? I don't know. Or will they be able to actually get it to the world? I mean, the supply chain actually getting it out of ports, out of berths. Is there the capacity to actually ship that much tonnage? Okay. I mean, the barley market's sort of steady, isn't it? There's not been the same Yeah, I think it's probably fair to say it was probably a little bit jittery around the virus. It must have been. It's not quite as easy and straightforward to see a futures price on the screen with malting barley. But you question whether some of the buyers might have been a bit standoffish, but probably back to usual form again, I'd assume, this week. Oh, just on the malting barley. Sorry, Josh. I've told you about my chiropractor and his WizKid investment. Oh, yeah. This is a blast from the past. Blast. Right, so this is for our older listeners, but you're not going to believe this. Hang on, I'm not that old. <laughs> but Hofmeister is back. It was, yeah. The Black Bear. I never enjoyed Hofmeister. It was always the can that was left over at the end. As we referenced it, is the modern day skull, <clears> isn't it? But it turns out you can sort of, I don't know, invest in Hofmeister if you want. I'm probably plugging that company too much, but <laughs> yeah. Some British guys bought the brand and they're bringing it back. And it's won some awards. I mean, when I used to drink it, it was like piss. It was pretty light. Let's go over to the young Josh here. I've never heard of it. But, I mean, you know, I'm sure it'd be popular. I don't know how to describe it. Very watery beer. It was like Skull. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. A European lager, but it was a bargain basement. Yeah, but now it seems to be a premium and very trendy. So anyway, there you go. So have you invested then, Ben? No, I haven't. My chiropractor has. Okay. He was very pleased with himself. Has he done well? I don't think he's had any return yet. He's still working at 80, so his investments aren't too good. (laughs) (laughs) Blast from the past there. And then what does that leave us with in the market? What else there to discuss? So obviously Christmas is getting closer. We've talked about the market, that was great, but I think more pressingly, Ian, what have you got, Izzy, for Christmas? I'd better not say on air. Okay. Because I give away all the Do you the want to secrets. do some hand signals? Oh my God, Ian! <laughs> Does it look a bit like a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same colour as the microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. all right, Josh, what about Scarlet? Uh, nothing, actually. <laughs> a new dog leg. Yeah, I know, yeah. I did hear the other day there's a very uh, well-known family just trades their grain, but um, a big turkey supplier, and they are out of Christmas turkeys. Really? Yeah. The rush that we talked about a while ago has happened, and there is a shortage of turkeys. Abby, in the office, her boyfriend is a butcher, and they've sold out of Christmas hampers, and to date it's the 3rd of December. Quite impressive, don't you think? Yeah, that's very impressive. I could do without turkey. I'm not that bothered. A good no, bit I'm of gonna beef. Have, I'm going to have two happy. rib of beef Christmas Day. Lovely. What about you, Ian? Yeah, I'll do that. Lovely. No, Perfect. no, you're not having it at mine. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to cook, you idiot? <laughs> Ian has really got a good diet. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yesterday was fish and chips after trying to get an Indian to find that no Indians within it 10 miles were open. Actually, Josh, you were the one that had the fish <laughs> and battered sausage and chips. Yeah, I, I did, a, yeah. And then double, he had a pie double jumbo. We're prepping ourselves for the Christmas meal. It's we are, yeah. We're, the we're stuff. putting on some Christmas weight because it's cold. Yeah. Right, let's have a beer. Now, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. Our friends at Great Newsome have sent us a Advent Calendar beer box, which I think we've mentioned before. So it's the third today? Yeah, we are the third. So we better have three, haven't we, Josh? Yeah. 
Right. What has Josh pulled out of the hole? It is Newsome Knoll, a Christmas IPA. 5%. Looks like you lucked out there. That looks like a good... Um... Oh, hang on, what are you doing now? Are you going for the... Two. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. God, he is getting three beers out. That looks like yours. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'll be happy with that. Ruby Ale. Lovely. Well, hang on. Are we going to open all three? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Ben's a little bit tender. He's a bit sore because Ben had three <laughs> pints last night. <laughs> I when Aaron Norwich with his only friend come out a bit worse for wear, <laughs> his only friend. I've got the elderflower power. It looks tasty. Do you want to swap? I've and got set. the winter warmer. So um, Ben, um, talk us through your night out. You sent out an SOS message yeah. to us on our WhatsApp group <laughs> saying, "Can someone please come pick me up out of Norwich?" Didn't he? While he was in the car with his homies, quote unquote. <laughs> Yeah, I did get a bit stuck in Norwich last night. There weren't any taxis about. There were a lot of very grumpy people. And I ended up walking from the cathedral to the football ground, looking for a taxi, worrying about myself. But uh, luckily, ABC turned up and got me home. Right, go on then, Josh. Elderflower power. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's nice. It's actually really nice. I must admit, I'm not actually a massive fan of elderflower. Don't drink gin or anything. I'm not in. Yeah, no, it's good. Really good. What was the reference, elderflower to gin? Don't they have elderflower and gin? No, it's juniper. Okay, so I'm on the new some Knoll, the Christmas IPA. Oh, yeah, no, that is good. Yep, all oh, very malty. No, I like that one. Um, I'm on some... the uh, winter warmth, which is, yeah, it's a Ruby Ale, it's a four and a half centre. As it says, winter, it's yeah, not a summer beer. No, well, that's why we've got a Christmas advent box. But thank you very much to the great Newsome Brewery. They are really good beers. So we have been very kindly in the past. We were sent some in the middle of harvest because I remember there's a beer called Select Dust, which Andrew fondly took the piss out of in his Yorkshire accent. I think the brewer is based from a family farm turned family brewer. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. Lovely, lovely beers. And it's a nice way to sort of ring in Christmas. Ring in December, yeah. Still, we've got a few days to go. And as ever, the office will be open, won't it, Ian? Yeah, all the way through. Yeah, we never shut here or have holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't we allowed holidays, Ian? Because you don't do any work when you're here anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ian famously has 50 days of holiday to take somehow. (laughs) Never taken a day. (laughs) Too committed to the cause. Yeah, no, you are very committed to the grain trade, Ian, and we all appreciate that, as do lots of farmers and consumers. Well, I think on that note, hopefully Andrew will be back next week. Wish him well. Wish him well. I mean, he is fine. I think he's just having a, as you say, a duvet day, Ian. He's not in fairness, but he's not often ill. No. So, yeah. Anyway, he'll be back. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.